Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. G's on the already know what it is when you hear that sound coming from city to city, state to state, town to town. It is the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast coming to you live as always on a Sunday after the nights of the great fight that's been going on around the world. And after yesterday's performance, we had what was called to be the fight of the summer. The summer showdown between one, Adrian the Problem Broner, Adrian the Can Man Broner, whatever you want to call it. Adrian, the didn't throw enough punches, Broner, against Mikey Garcia, a guy that's been coming off his performance and a guy that's been coming off his two-year layoff, knocking dudes out in the lighter weight division. And coming in yesterday's fight, not really doing a whole lot as far as devastation. But when it came to what he did in the ring against Adrian Broner, it was clear work, clear cut, clear decision. No problems from that from that standpoint. Mikey Garcia did what was necessary to get the victory last night in the Barclays Center of Brooklyn, New York. And I cannot discredit what he did at all yesterday. One brought the fight <clears throat> towards um, every round besides the first and second. In my personal opinion, he was uh, waiting a little bit. The fans got tired in the first round already with the the standstill motion that he had coming out. And Adrian Bronner was obviously using his footwork and moving around a little bit and then became flat-footed throughout the fight. This is one of those fights that you could people say that it was going to be a, a great fight leading up towards – I was – set to go to New York for this fight alone. But when you have some of these fights that lead up with a whole lot of magnitude such as this one had, you end up getting a skunker the way it was yesterday. It was not, it did not live up to the hype. I don't know how many times we could say that for big fight promotion that's been going on in the sport of boxing. You can, uh, well, I don't know. (laughs) Unmute it now. Um, <clears throat> so here's what we're you starting off on. No, no, you've been Okay, on. all right. Okay, all right. I'm like, yo, okay. <laughs> um, 
happened yesterday was a fight that was led up to be believed to be perceived as one of the fights of the summer, and we did not get that yesterday. However, we got a crossroads split for one Adrian Broner, and we got a a very very convincing win for Mikey Garcia, moving up in weight, who was feeling rather comfortable at 140. And looking at towards the end of the fight, thinking that if there's a big enough name at 147, I could think of a name, but I'll keep that to myself at this point in time, that he's looking forward towards moving after that. But these are my personal opinions of what went on in the fight. I felt that Adrian Broner did not let his hands go, obviously. He let the fight get out of his reach from the very get-go. First round, Mikey didn't throw much. You give that to Adrian Broner. Second round, Mikey threw a little bit more, but Broner threw more, give it to him. And then after that, it was just cruise control for Mikey Garcia. He took over the entire fight after the second round. You could even One could even argue and say that he did take over from that second round, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that. <clears throat> Adrian Broner started to let his hands go towards the 11th, and 12th round, and by that, I mean towards the end of those rounds. To me, it seemed that Adrian Broner was afraid to get world star on the stage of the Barclays Center. Hey, if that's what it was, that's what it was. My man didn't want to let – he did not want to be in that range. He did not want to take the risk of having some of the put-downs that he had, such as twice against Marcos Maidana, such as being stunned against Sean Porter. Adrian Broner was a man that had a whole lot on the line yesterday, and he fought like he was very cautious, taking a a, a stunning shot in the third round that put him on the ropes. Adrian Broner felt the power early. I never felt that he was in trouble. As a matter of fact, one man was leaking towards the end of that fight, and it wasn't Adrian Broner. However, the problem with Adrian Broner being the problem himself is letting his hands go, trying to manip- trying to emulate a man as one Floyd Mayweather, pop shotting, and trying to show off his defense more than he actually should. In my personal opinion, Adrian Broner should move forward being a skilled brawler. But that remains to be seen. Also what remains to be seen is the personal opinions of my tag team partner in the podcasting world, in which we hold the championship. So I want to go to my man coming from Houston, Texas, my man, D. Willow Wilson. I got to ask you, my man, how are you doing this morning first, this afternoon, evening, wherever you are at in the world for everybody today? But how is my man Willow doing? And let's talk about the lackluster performance of one Adrian Broner and which happened yesterday, my man. Oh, Oh, see, as usual, man, great to be on uh, outside this podcast. You know, you know how we do it each and every week. Um, we've got a lot of apologize, uh, apologizing to do to uh, Mikey Garcia, who I always have said will be the prodigal son of boxing, but I just didn't think big enough to move up and wait at this time and fight Adrian Broner. Um, how, boy, was I wrong. He looked good. I gave. I had Adrian Broner winning maybe the second. No, I might have had Adrian Broner winning the sixth or seventh round. It was one of those, and no round other than that. That was easy, easy work. 
Um, Broner should be embarrassed of himself, or maybe he shouldn't be embarrassed of himself. I mean, um, that was the easiest of anybody made uh, Broner look. Um, Danny said he was, uh, I mean, Danny. Mikey said he was a level above uh, Broner, and he definitely was, and he he proved it, man. My hat's off to the young man. Um, Not so young in a boxing game, but young man in life. And I think, uh, you know, I think he's the real deal. I think he proved it. He just jumped. You know, he just jumped up into the top ten pound for pound. If he hasn't already been there, he should be there now. Um, above guys like, uh, uh, I think he. I don't know who. I don't. I don't have the list in front of me. But he should be. You know, I'm thinking he should be six, seven. Um, you know, with a couple more fights of being the the man um, in the boxing game. Um, he put he he outworked him. I don't. I don't necessarily think Broner ever was hurt or any felt his power. I think just Broner was Broner, man. No matter how good he looked, no matter how um, how uh, great his camp was, you know, he made the weight. You know, he in fact he was a, a pound and a half underweight or a pound and a quarter underweight. Um, he made the weight. He looked good, but he just still wouldn't throw any punches, man. And when he threw punches, he made it happen. You know, that's the sad thing. Every time he started throwing punches, like at the end of, I guess that was the sixth or the seventh when he came out and started bullying a little bit, he, he you know, he was throwing good punches and he was making, and he hurt him a few times, at least woke him, woke Mikey up a few times. You know, I wish he would have threw his punches, but we've been wishing that uh, his entire career. So, you know, like I did maybe two years ago, I'm going to just go ahead and uh, say that Broner isn't the real deal like we, like we wanted to be. You know, some people say he might need to retire. I don't think he needs to retire. I don't think he was hurt last night. I think he probably still went to the club last night. He's just not elite. He's got elite. Um, he's got elite athletic ability. He's got elite combinations. He's got everything elite except his brain. Or, or you know, or I don't think it's the heart because you know, even at the end of this fight, as always, he you know he he went out punching. But you know, he just don't have it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. His, yeah, his defense isn't 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 Floyd, so he can't he can't be Floyd, and he just doesn't throw punches, and that's I guess that's how he always going to be. This was do or die, and he wasn't throwing punches, so that just tells me he's a one trick. I mean, not a one trick pony, but a one yeah a one trick pony. He could just pot shot and bully, and if you make him not do that, as we've seen, um, he won't he won't do it. And and now we've seen that a 135 pound guy can uh, make him not you know can make him not be able to punch. And that's a damn shame, man. So, you know, RIP to Adrian Broner being an elite boxer. Uh, I hate that it went down like that. But much respect to Mikey Garcia for sure. Oh, yeah, you you really hit the, 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 the nail on the hammer, man. It was um, Mikey Garcia definitely has to get respect. I mean, hands down, I don't even have to say that. And the man came up from a lower weight class and, and really put the pressure on Adrian Broner for, you know, from the entire 12-round standpoint, whatever you want to say that Mikey Garcia lost around here and there, whatever, whatever. He was still coming forward, and um, he was still trying to be the aggressor at a certain extent, even though, uh, like as in the first and second, he was not throwing as many punches. But, however, whenever a man's throwing three-punch combinations, four-punch combinations, even if they're not landing flush and the opposition is only throwing a jab, trying to show off the speed, quick twitch as some people would call it and and certain things like that it's not going to get you the scoring on the judges 
when it came down to the end of the third round, I felt that it was a 2-1 Broner scorecard, but I could easily understand why it would be 3-0 Garcia because Mikey Garcia was being the aggressor. He was um, making Adrian Broner move a whole lot in the early rounds of that fight. <clears throat> and I never thought that Adrian Broner was um, – I never felt that in that fight that he overtrained and where he was uh, fatigued to to com- compared to the first round, second round, as far as the movement. I just felt as if when the crowd started giving that bad reaction, well, then it was time to go in the pocket a little bit more. However, but when Adrian Bronner was in the pocket, he was just pop shot the entire time. There was no combinations. I felt like as if Adrian Bronner threw a combination, it was, to me, it was two punches at the most, maybe three, and when you were talking about when he was letting those go for um, the three that I just said, there was a controversial shot so far as him being throwing low body shots, and that was one thing that we talked about him a week ago being underrated as from a volume standpoint was being a body shot puncher, very underrated body shot. He let them go towards the later ends of the round, and you could tell he when he did do that and put that on Mikey Garcia, it did bother him. You could see that from a uh, the language of his body for a certain extent. However, when there's not much following up, you can recover rather easily. So, you know, Adrian Broner, it felt like he was trying to show off too much. He was talking more than he was punching. And no matter what, if a guy's not hurting you, because I feel the same way you were saying, I felt like he was not hurt that entire fight. He had no danger mark on him. I mean, early in the third round, when he caught that uppercut, it grazed him. It was not something that landed flush. Uh, but, however, when you're so cautious and moving backwards towards any sort of subtle movement that you see when something does graze you, it seems like it really affected you more than it did. And that was something that reminded me of the Sean Porter fight with some of those jabs that Porter would land or some of those straights that Porter would land. Broner would be stepping, not necessarily stepping backwards, but moving his head towards the safety zone and when you get caught in that certain way, it looks like a, a stronger punch than it actually is. So he got caught in that instance. They traded shots yesterday. Mikey landed some good ones. Broner landed some good ones. However, it was just an accumulation of what Mikey Garcia was doing and what Broner was doing just wasn't adding up. I mean, uh, Mikey Garcia was throwing over 700, 800 punches yesterday, and Broner's output was nowhere near even close to that. If you look at the percentages, Broner might have been up on percentages. He might have had him on two of the three percentages, whether it comes to jabs, power, and whatnot. But, however, when the man's not letting him go like that, you know, it's, it's a, you kind of understand why Broner was a, a five-to-one underdog at a certain point. I think it went down to three-to-one. But, but Broner's been known to start off late rounds, uh, uh, slow early rounds, as I mentioned a week ago. And that's kind of what happened yesterday. Um, It seemed as if he wanted to push the pace a little bit, but, um, you know, it just just didn't work that way. For me, I felt like it it reminded me a lot of the Sean Porter fight and needed something in him to get going late. But uh, even when it was going late, Mike Stafford was really ripping into him, trying to get him to to pick up the pressure. But in my personal opinion, I felt like Adrian Broner did not want to get world star um, on the biggest stage that he was on. Uh, and you know, hey, when you fight cautious, it's, it's it's similar to any sport. In any sport, whether you fight to not do something or you you're you're passing to not throw an interception, you're not trying to do something. When you try or when you try not to, uh, when you play a game to not lose the game, you end up losing the game. 
And I felt like Adrian Broner tried to fight a fight where he did not want to get knocked out or dropped, if anything. And, you know, I costed him on the scorecards. I can't uh, – I, I, I have no disagreement with the scorecards that were all the way around. It was a unanimous decision for Mikey Garcia, and it's full credit, 100%. Nothing to take away from that guy. He did what he needed to do. Now, does he move continuously at 140 and do the same thing to Bud Crawford? <laughs> now we're talking about now we're talking about you know a whole nother level. So uh, I won't even go there because it's, it's it's different skills that pay those bills. So, um, but Hold on. however, Hold on, let's mm-hmm. let's not disrespect this young guy, Mikey Garcia. He handled a four-time champion last night. He went up and handled it, <clears throat> similar to the way Ward went up and handled Kovalev. Handled. Easy work. He would give Br- uh, Bud Crawford a problem. Not saying that he would win, but we saw precision boxing. We saw uh, a, a guy that has a boxing PhD last night. We saw the prodigal son, and and we've got to give him his credit. This guy's the real deal. Bud Crawford might be a little too big, but we said that for Broner. Bud Crawford got them hands. He's got them hands. I want to see that fight. You know, last week I said it didn't matter who won this fight. I didn't really want to see him fight Bud Crawford. It would be easy work. But, whew, Mikey Garcia looked very good, man. He dominated. It was, you know, it was precision. He wasn't getting hit. I mean, he was getting hit. And he got hit with a couple of good shots when he let him go. But he would, he just made Broner not want to punch. That was precision last night, man. And I want to see I want to see him stay at 140. I don't think he will. I think he's talking about Lomachenko. But he said he ain't going to wait on him. So, uh, you know, uh, Linares, I think he'll probably get some belts from Linares, go back down. But, uh, hey, I want to see that, man. I want to see him. I want to see him fight Lomachenko. We've all wanted to see that. But now, after last night's performance, I want to see him fight Bud Crawford, man, or maybe the pound-for-pound spot, you know, in a couple of – maybe next year or two because uh, these guys are legit. Now, in the next two years, I I doubt Bud Crawford will still be there. But uh, Mikey Garcia said he's looking for – he's looking up to 147. So, hey, goddamn, it just got real, man. I think in a couple of years we'll be seeing – in the next one or two years we should be seeing Bud Crawford – versus Mikey Garcia for the number one pound-for-pound boxer in the game. Man, you know, Mikey Garcia says that. He was riding a a high wave yesterday. I don't know if he's really committed to that at 147. Maybe he is, but, you know. Hey, did he look smaller to you? Did he look like the smaller guy in there? Last night, he he didn't. Really? Looked like about the same size. He didn't look smaller to me. He looked more vulnerable as far as physique, but it, it didn't show whenever he was throwing punches. He was, um, you know, he, to me he seemed like a, a tough customer, man, a $2 steak. He was somebody that was, that was game. And, you know, whenever the opposition is not giving you something to worry about, you should fight like there's nothing to worry about. And that's exactly what he looked like to me. So, uh, I'm, like, I'm not taking anything away from Mikey Garcia. I'm just saying, if it comes to Terrence Crawford, like, regardless, whatever happened yesterday, let's even pretend that Adrian Broner won this fight yesterday by split decision or by knockout or unanimous decision. If it was leading forward, 
towards Adrian Broner and Bud Crawford, I mean, we spoke on it a week ago. Like, I'd favor Bud Crawford no matter what. Like, Crawford, to me, has every box check in the skill set, ratings, in everything. Um, See, he's been a hey, guy that – RC, I'm hearing – what yeah. I'm hearing here, I'm just going to keep it 100%, man. You're my dude. Oh, yeah, what yeah, I'm hearing yeah. here is pure Mexican hate. With that, mm. man, uh, you check off all the boxes for Mikey Garcia. All boxes are checked off. Like, you know, let's not let's not act like this guy's a real deal, man. I think you you know, you're you're underplaying this guy's skills and it's you know, I don't understand why. Um this guy's legit, man. He didn't look too small last night. And uh, you know, hey, I just wanna see it, man. I'm still leaning towards Bud Crawford. Yeah, what are you pandering for the Mexican audience out there, Willa, or what? I'm not. There's no hate towards the Mexican side of that. I mean, I have no problem with that. uh, (laughs) Are you not checking off all the boxes for Mikey Garcia? Power, I question, because if he really had power, like everyone thought, like then he would have been able to give Broner uh, a stanky leg, like Maidana did. I knew for damn sure. Like, I don't like to brag about anything, you know, like. I'm a humble person when it came down to it. But, you know, there's somebody out there that I, I made some bets with. I was not betting people on who would win the fight. But, however, someone wanted to bet that Mikey Garcia would at least drop Adrian Broner. Um, I, had, I, I really had no doubt in my mind that Mikey Garcia didn't have any power to drop Broner. Possibly stun him. No way knock him out. Patty Cronin, a guy from OTG, was saying that Broner's going to sleep. And it just goes to show people out there when you put down so many pints of, of alcohol consumption it, it it messes with your your thought process and you become somewhat which is a, a tough um, deal in boxing when it becomes heart and brains everyone has brains and bronze and when it comes down to it we all know Patty Cronin doesn't like Adrian Broner and he thought he was going to sleep this is easy picking so uh, you know, when people are out there thinking that Mikey Garcia's power is just going to automatically translate in a new weight class, that's just foolery. That's first grade. That's elementary. That doesn't fool me. I'm too smart for that. So when it comes down to it, that's one box that I do question for Mikey Garcia that I don't question with Bud Crawford uh, when it comes to power. He might have, you know, he's, every, every boxer's got holes in their game. So I could point out this. I could point out that. However, nobody's perfect. Um, even, you know, a guy that me and you are both high on with Errol Spence being the truth, not perfect. But they get the job done. So this is no hate towards Mexicans. I love Mexican people, man. I love Mexican food and and all that good stuff. However, when it comes down to it, I just don't think that Mikey Garcia can beat Bud Crawford. And I, I, I don't know if I stand alone on that island or whatnot or if I'm just in the, 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 the minority of the – the votes with uh, people coming from Omaha, Nebraska, or whatever. It might be the majority. I'm just saying, Mikey Garcia looked good yesterday. However, I knew that the power was not going to transfer over to a new weight class. And, you know, um, he, he showed some good stuff yesterday. This is no hate at all whatsoever. But when it comes down to it, I mean, the guy's talking about Bud Crawford for one. I think Crawford whoops his ass. For two, he's talking about 147. And, I mean, you know, my man, I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to blame him. He was just feeling himself yesterday. So, that's that's all good, man. You should be feeling good after a win like that. However, Broner's probably one of the weakest one of the weakest four-division champions in, in all of history of boxing. Uh, if you look at 
some of the titles he picked up being vacant at 130, 135, and then Malinaji, and then uh, Alec Berdiev. Hey, the spade is a spade. Broner just had fast hands when he did it. Man, so you just went, called Broner a week. He Garcia's win now. I I would I would bet a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. I'll bet I'll bet a lot of money, as much as I would bet on boxing, maybe one two hundred dollars on that. If they fought again, Mikey Garcia would knock him out because this is boxing and he's got enough power. And like Andre Ward when he went and 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 easy work Kovalev and knocked his ass out. You know, there's oh, levels. And you, after the first time, I think he would knock him out, man. Hey, and, and I'm I'm still calling Adrian Broner an excellent athlete. I think it's, it takes a special person that's going to be able to knock this guy out, you know. And and I think if they fought again, he would. He he figured out what was going on. He, he, he found him out, and it turned to easy work, man. But it was easy work the whole time. So I'm not hating on Broner. Um, it was a big win for, for Mikey Garcia. It was a big win. Um uh, I hate the way that Broner sort of acted a fool at the end after he got easy work. You know, he sort of stayed humble, but not at the same time. He didn't take any shots at, at Mikey Garcia. Uh, well, I guess I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, he went out he like a sucker. Uh, people ain't going to – yeah, people aren't going to watch him anymore. Um, but he still got time, man. Maybe one day he'll learn hey, how to up. throw some punches. Yeah. One question I got for you. He called out the black community when it comes to – supportive uh, fan favoritism from the Mexican community compared to how the black community supports fighters. How did you feel about that? Well, I'm black and I supported them, though. Out of my – I supported them just off of that, you know, off of – I thought he could maybe do it, but, you know, deep down inside, I knew that this was going to be a tough fight. I didn't know it was going to be that easy, though, you know. So I uh, right, right. I know a lot of black guys that – that was right for Broner. I know a lot of them that weren't. You know, Broner, he talks, you know, you got to take the love and the hate. People don't want a loud mouth uh, that's losing. You know, if he was winning, they'd love you, man, but you, you lost twice. Now it's three times. Three right, L's. right. It'll never be the same. He probably needs to fight Birdo to see who is the ultimate uh, disappointment. Oh. The ultimate AB. <laughs> AB versus AB. Yeah, yeah who is, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, you know, we heard my opinion on this one. We heard your opinion on this one. I know that we got our guy from the truck that's, that's been blowing me up right now, and I got to hear the, the – the, I wouldn't even say nonsense because it's just, hey, you know, you want to you wanna put the cherry on the cake. You want to you wanna pop the bottle of champagne for the guys that don't like the flamboyant, loudmouth-type fighters such as the Floyd Mayweather, Adrian Brothers of the world, and you're completely right. Nobody likes a loudmouth that's losing. And I know one guy that was probably very happy yesterday calling us out on Facebook and stuff, who wants to bet five-to-one jokes. I mean, I was not falling for any of those traps yesterday. However, if my man D from the A43 is here, I got to hear what he's got to say. And we're ready to roll with the punches. We're ready to roll with the punches. So talk to me, my man. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, little fellas? Yeah, I mean, you know, come on, guys, guys. We had to, y'all had to know deep down. Deep down, man. I, I knew he didn't really have a chance. 
skill level, like night and day, man. And Broner ain't never showed that kind of skill. Y'all expected him to pull that rabbit off that. And that wasn't going to happen, man. Garcia on a whole nother level. Energy, fire. It showed last night, man. You know, uh, he kept saying, no, these punches didn't hurt. You ain't hurt me. We know. Well, everybody knew they was hurt. I think he could have stopped Broner if he had really put his foot on the gas. Like, you know, uh, I think he just wanted to beat him down. I gave him three rounds. I think looking back at the fight this morning, uh, he might not have got one round, maybe one round, man, after I look back at this fight. So, I mean, where does it go from here, Birdo? Goddamn. You know, I mean, I think he ought to retire, man. He done made money, man. You know, he done made money. I mean, yeah, we could be, you want to be a gatekeeper? You know, that what you want to do? You know, so, because that's what, that's what it looked like he's about to be, man. Uh, he can't beat anybody elite at 140. 47, uh, he's a punching bag, pretty much sitting, sitting duck, you know? You know, the whole, uh, Go ahead. You know, I don't like Let the, it all out. So you think the whole, the whole, night, uh, hmm? you think after last night not getting beat up, not really taking any punishment, that he should retire? Like, oh, he I mean, just he just got out He didn't get beat up. He got touched, man. He got touched a few times got, in that fight. Did he he, did he, chicken leg? Leg? he did no chicken leg. But uh, he, yeah, that was a punishment right there, man. No, My man, there was punishment. one guy There was one guy bleeding at the end of the fight. And the way you sound, you would think that it's Adrian Broner who was busted up. But it wasn't. I mean, he didn't take that much damage. He got touched up a few times, but... I don't think he should retire. He got touched. No, no, he got touched. Yeah, but sure. but let's, let's look at the horizon. You ain't gonna beat nobody that's skilled and got that's good. You know, he, I just don't see nobody. He, anybody? We're talking one forty now. You know, one forty-seven. That's death trap right there, probably. Uh, unless he wants to fight. You know, is he happy with fighting guys that pretty much are done? And claiming he's the bad, he's the baddest man, you know. Should I think you put him in there. I think you, I think you put him in there with Omar Figueroa at one forty. I think they can have a good fight. And Omar Figueroa ain't nobody who's done. He's a, a a young customer that's a tough motherfucker. So I don't think it's something like that. I don't think he should retire. I think like, um, you know, moving forward. I mean, shit. Even throw him in there yeah. with Lucas Matisse. See what the fuck happens. Excuse me. I think Matisse beats him. You know, just, he's real, he's limited, man, but we all knew this about Broner. Very limited. He's self-limited, you know? self-limited. Like, the, 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 I said that he was not, he was afraid to get world star, and I don't know if that's true or not, or if really he was just, didn't have the fatigue to let his hands go as much as we want, because, like, yo, we didn't see no combinations from Broner yesterday, bottom line. Whether that's my dude or not, there's no combinations well, he was too busy I mean, backing up. You know, he's too busy backing up, not throwing nowhere near the punches that he should have been throwing. Why was that? Because he was afraid right. to get knocked out. See, I think so. that I don't think that's true because that's what he always does. What we saw was nothing that we've never that uh, nothing new. We we seen that every time Broner fights. 
He wasn't scared to get knocked out. He was just well, one thing for sure: the more punches you throw, we hey, we know this. The more punches you throw, you're leaving yourself vulnerable, right? So, what is that? That tells me he didn't want to throw any more punches because he knew he could get popped and clipped. Then it'd be uh, lights out. So, no, I what think he what he what he throw? Two hundred when you throw mm. punches. He can't huh? fight when you're throwing punches. That's what happens. Yeah, he tries to show he off should. his defense a little too much. And, and, you know, when he's against the ropes, he hangs on the ropes a little too long. And it's not just yesterday's fight. There's been plenty of fights where Adrian Broner has been on the ropes. And he kind of chills there, showing you that, you know, I'm not worried about being on the ropes. But it just doesn't look good when it comes to the scorecards, man, and the judges and all that. Right. You know, my man's upside down when it comes down to what? IQ of boxing. Well, we knew we knew going in this fight, this fight was somewhat of a crossroads fight for him. Now you can't tell me by the seventh round he knew I got to knock this guy out. That's the only way I'm gonna win this fight. So I gotta go balls to the wall. Pretty much go balls to the wall to have a chance. By the seventh round, he had to know that his, his corner had to know that. Right. So I think he was just happy with. Uh, moving, backing up, throwing a little bit of punches here and there, and just not happy with not getting knocked out. You know. No, I feel it. I feel it, man. One hundred percent, man. Um, hey, you, know, you talking about? I don't, I don't. Hey, I don't. I wanted. I wanted Broner to win this fight. I really did, guys. I really wanted him because what? Dude, we need that kind of stuff in our sport. The way he talks. I love that kind of stuff, man. Um, everybody else do. I really wanted him. Oh, that was the first time I wanted to lose, really. I wanted but I said, you know what? <laughs> After that third by third round, I said, no. Ain't no way. You see, the, you, see, you, see, you see the writing on the wall with the way it was going. It was just like, when is the motherfucker going to pick it up? When is he going to downshift it and, right. and you know, put, it, uh, put yeah. it in high gear? But it, it just didn't go down. Um, you know, um D man, you know you were uh, you were calling us out, and I felt you were real confident about it. And you know, obviously, know why I didn't take the bait. Um, but um, it was something that uh, it was just a fight that we wanted to get an opinion from Janelle and all them who was uh, talking about body shots and all that. But it just kind of it didn't work out that way. When Bronner did throw body shots towards the later rounds of that fight, I mean, it looked like they were doing some damage. But he only threw what four body shots in the final two rounds, maybe. Five at the most, and he was chopping pretty good. But hey, I, I don't. That's why I said I don't know. Do you think that him dropping down and and cutting the weight that he did? Do you think that the fatigue was so much of a factor that really bothered my man, or or was it just the accumulation of what Mikey was doing that only allowed him to throw a limited amount of punches? Uh, you wish shocked me was that way, dude. You were supposed to be the bigger man, and that's why it hit you up on the book. What the hell is that about? Uh, he was a pound lighter than Garcia. And, oh, my God, you could tell it. Side, no, it wasn't. He wasn't. It, he was noticeable, noticeably bigger than Broner in that fight. I noticed it. Cats I was watching it was saying, yeah. And I was like, damn, he looked like the smaller dude. You know? So, you know. 
he had a dead end, man, somewhat. Man, yeah, he could make money still fighting nobodies and maybe some young bloods coming up, but and uh I think we've seen the last of uh the last of you know, Brona as far as uh headliners. I don't see him getting any more headliners. All right, well, you know what, man? You know, let, let's go to Janelle. I, I know my man Janelle's on the line, and I know he's got a whole lot to break down. A man that's in the fight game himself. So when you hear my man, the ambassador of the cell block talking, it's not just somebody who's who's on the outsider's view. This man is actually inside the the squared circle, the octagon, what you want to call it. This is a man who's in the fight game himself, and I gotta ask him what went down in yesterday's fight for Adrian Bronner to be so hesitant to let his hands go. And I want to know, where does he go from here? Looking forward. My man, Janelle, talk to me, bro. He had to cut Janelle off. He ain't answering. Hello, RC. Oh yeah, yeah, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Um, I, I hate to have the folks false alarm like that. We're trying to go to Janelle, and um, he's actually saying right now that he's on. Um, he was on mute, so let's check him back out, Will. Let's check him back out. Oh, sorry about that. He was on mute. I was talking all the time, but I was on mute by mistake. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. You guess. Well, you know, talk to me, Janelle. I mean, the way Adrian Bronner didn't let his hands go yesterday. Well, I'll be I honest. So hesitant. Talk to I me. Mean, I'll be man. honest. I didn't watch the whole fight yet, but from what I saw, I was disgusted in Broner. Um, on the last night, a few of my guys, they had some fights. I was, some guys I trained with, they fight in the amateurs still, and I went to their fights, and then afterwards I got home and I ordered the uh, UFC event. I came in time for the uh, main event, and then I watched the uh, Broner fight this morning. I was disgusted with what I seen. I mean, the guy has the speed, he has the hand speed, but it's like he was just backing up the whole time from a guy that he was more talented than. It's, I mean, he has the ability. I mean, he has the ability, but it seems like what it is, man, he needs a new corner, it seems like. He's like, uh, he needs someone that's, like, in his ass constantly. It's like our Kirkland needed Ann Wolf. It's like, you know what I'm saying, uh, Bruno needs that corner that will just have him disciplined and, and follow a structure game. Like, like, he tried to survive off his talents, which is his hand speed. And, again, you're right about the body shots, because the body shots, I mean, when they were thrown, they were effective, but, it's like, again, he wasn't throwing enough of them. And he's just like, I mean, it's like a waste of talent it was last night. It was literally a waste of talent. I expected really a really, really good fight last night. I, and uh, he really let me down, man. I hope he uh, gets a new corner because he's, he's like, what, 28 years old? He could still have some good fights in him. He gets a good corner. But uh, that was a big letdown, man. That's just all I can say about that. I mean, uh, Garcia did fight discipline. I like how Garcia, that even when Bruno was throwing his fast, quick shots, okay, Garcia never got out of position. He always stayed in, in punches range. You know, and that's the heart of a true champion. That's the heart of a true lion right there. He just never got out of punching range. He stayed in the exact range that he needed Bruno at. Even though the hand speed was coming, I mean, he just like kept his hands up and he stayed in the punching range. And he was able to, you know what I'm saying, work off of that. And that's, and that's, and that's very sharp for a young fighter. You know what I mean? I mean, that's something right there that's like, okay, this guy can really do something really good in boxing. And kudos to him. But Bruno was just disgusting. 
I don't know which one was worse either. That one or the Porter loss. I mean, of of both of those are real disgusting losses right there. I mean, because I mean, like he, it's like he wasn't even working. It, it, it's like he didn't even come to win. You know. I don't know. I guess he just couldn't figure Garcia out. I guess. That's one thing I was saying that uh, it, it, uh, Willow wasn't agreeing with it as far as him trying not to uh, – him fighting a fight not to lose. I felt like he was fighting a fight not to get embarrassed as far as getting put on the canvas, uh, looking up at the lights, whatever you want to call it. I felt like Adrian Broner fought this type of fight, and, you know, um, he wanted to come out unscathed. He did come out unscathed, so if that was his 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 objective, then you know mission accomplished. But when you when you have that game plan, as far as losing, it's not going down like that. So you know, um, I felt like Adrian Broner, uh, yeah, he you know he was effective when it was when he was letting his hands go, but he just didn't do it enough. And I felt like I, I personally, I just felt like he didn't want to get put on a poster, put on an internet meme, and things like that that he had before because. The speed was a problem for Mikey Garcia. I mean, you know, he was leaking from his nose, and it wasn't by coincidence or a headbutt or, you know, whatever, anything like that. But um, Mike Stafford was really ripping in his ass. I don't know. Um, I know Adrian's been with him since he was a child, and I don't know if a new trainer would change that. But Adrian Brunner has to change something up because, you know, my man's got the talent, but uh, I don't even want to say he don't have the heart because obviously he's shown that he has the heart when it comes down to a, a blood and guts type fight. It's just when it comes to, to the the assertiveness of Adrian. I mean, Broner, but one thing, let me speak one thing also. What's going on? Uh, one thing yeah, that yeah. was never corrected with Broner that a trainer could, that 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 a, that that a trainer should easily point out to him is that his stance is way too wide, and when his stance is too wide, it's hard for him to get away of shots. I. I mean, this is like his whole career. He's always been like a, like a very wide stance, and it's just like he's easily knocked the best. And then when you get out of shots, he drops both hands and just like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He, he does that a lot. He does that a lot. And it's like a trainer, a sharp trainer should have easily corrected that, but that's never been corrected with him. And that's a real technical, I mean, I mean, I mean that's a real simple fundamental flaw that, you know what I mean, a trainer would have either gotten his ass for. Is like, for instance, if he had a guy like Emmanuel Stewart, that would have been corrected from day one. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I, I, you know, I, at certain times, um, Leonard Ellaby and guys like that give a whole lot of credit to Mike Stafford as far as being the, 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 the man that he's been training a lot of these kids from Cincinnati uh, as far as uh, father figures type of standpoints where he's a, a, a really good man. It's hard to say something about the person that he is. And, you know, that's kind of why a lot of these people like Robert Easter Jr. also – uh, along with his father, and keep these guys that are uh, the 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 you know the guy in the corner for him. Uh, and when it comes down to it, you know it, you really do need somebody who's going to get you woken up. And when you've been hearing the same thing for so long, it kind of becomes one ear and out the other. And I think it might be that for Adrian Broner. Um, you know, uh, moving forward for AB, it's 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 in question to what he does next. Um, it was a fight that he really didn't have to take. But, yeah, you know, they made this shit happen, and uh, um, it, it was supposed to be a lot better than what it turned out to be. Janelle was disgusted. Also was I. I was not very – I was not impressed at all with the way Adrian Broner happened. When you're looking at the ninth and tenth round talking about Adrian Broner needs to get a knockout, we know it's possible at 140, but is it possible the way Adrian Broner fights? 
probably not, you know, especially when you see the writing on the wall, uh, him just not really being aggressive and assertive to the fact that he needs to get a knockout to win. Um, you know, we're, we're going to, um, we're going to hold this one for a while because the way that this whole deal goes in boxing, you know, when a fighter gets one loss on the record, uh, it takes, it probably takes a whole career sometimes for people to take that away from the consciousness of the boxing fans that, Oh, he lost to him though. And now Adrian Broner's got three losses. Um, so, you know, we got so many minds here coming from the OTG fam coming on to the new outsiders of boxing podcast. I know my man, Eric is, joining us right now and we need to talk to ETF so uh is 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 ETF available for us right now, Willa? I'm here. What up? ETF man, you probably seen the fight yesterday. You dissected the fight yesterday. Talk to me about how you felt about the lackluster performance of Adrian Bronner one and the sharpness of Mikey Garcia sticking to the game plan doing what needed to be done, not being afraid by the hand speed or anything that Adrian Bronner was obviously giving him as far as the the talking about, you're not hurting me, this and that. Hey, I might not be hurting you, but I'm up on the cards. How would you feel about the fight yesterday, man? Well, um, Mikey Garcia did this thing, and Broner showed up the same way he showed up against um, Sean Porter. He didn't um, utilize his jab enough. He didn't utilize his movement. He didn't go to the body enough. And when he did go to the body, he did hurt Mikey Garcia, but didn't um, capitalize on it. So the thing is, he let Mikey Garcia do his thing, and he just um, didn't um, show up the way he was supposed to. And I don't know. I think, honestly, to me, Broner should go back down to lightweight, dominate that shit, become undisputed champion, and reign for 10 years, and then retire. Why? Yeah. That's the best absolutely. bet for him. Absolutely. Because why? He, he, he ends up... Um, it's a win-win for him if he goes back to lightweight and um, freaking um, boosts his legacy up rather than trying to do the multiple weight class um, jumping like a lot of fighters do. But we all know that currently, you know, in August, the winner between Crawford and Doggo is the is the true man of light welterweight, the undisputed one champion. That's something I've been looking for oh, yeah. in boxing. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just can't wait for that cruiserweight tournament. Have y'all heard about that cruiserweight tournament? It's been out there, man. It's been out there. We're looking forward to it as much as the next man. I mean, you know, um, when you're talking about the cruiserweight and you're talking about the Indagua and Crawford fight, you're talking about the real boxing heads that are keeping a close eye on everything that's going on, man. And you know what, man? I'm telling you right now, to add a caveat on what you're saying, Broner made 138 point whatever it was two five i can't i'm not 100 percent sure exactly but he can make 135 135 yeah he can make 135 and dominate 135 from he, janelle was speaking on him being able to make it and watches what he eat all year round that might be the the, the best advice for adrian broner you know, we talked about 140 being a question mark but the three more pounds i'm pretty sure he could shed three more pounds to make 135 and you know, um, there's 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 some tough customers at 135, no doubt. But when it comes yeah, to yeah, but they're not talking, his level. About, no, 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 definitely not, definitely not. Um, you know, that probably is Broner's best move, man, because we looked at 140 as if it was. I mean, it it is open, 
But for, for Adrian Broner, a guy who um, has been known for bully boxing, uh, you know, that's probably his best bet, my man. So that might be one of the best. Shit, man, ETF, you might be on a uh, – uh, you should be on the Adrian Broner about billion staff with some ideas like that because that seems like the best way to finish the man's career. He already admitted he's already over the halfway point of his career, and he's looking at as far as right now and in his career was not about legacy. It was about financially stabilizing himself moving forward. So, I mean, if if that's the, the best way moving forward, and um, it seems like it is, hopefully my man could keep himself disciplined enough to – keeping that range because when it was coming towards this 140 weight limit that people were uh, uh, wasn't sure if he was going to make, we're talking about if he misses one pound off, it's 500,000. If he misses 200 pounds off, it would have been a million. And he came in at 138 point, whatever, Um, you know, and if he could go down three more, it's probably the best bet for business, my man. I mean, you might be on 100% point with that ETF. Yeah, because nobody can stop him at 135 back then. And, you know, the the fight that should have happened at 135 way back in the days was him versus Brandon Reels, but that never happened because why? They were too busy trying to jump multiple weight classes to chase Mayweather. That's what, what was their mistake. Fuck doing all that. Just focus on what you're in. Fucking dominate in that motherfucker. And then when it's time to move up, then it's time to move up. But first dominate where the fuck you're at, you know? That's just what it is when it comes down to it, you know? But oh, yeah, what about yeah, the great, had... what, what about the what about the great white hype um fight that's coming up um August? Oh man. <laughs> you know, um have you been <laughs> seeing some of have you been seeing some of the uh I don't know if you've seen or actually Janelle, I know you've seen because you posted about it with uh Joe Cortez in the sparring camp that Conor McGregor had where I'm not sure who he was sparring, I didn't look into it, but I think Conor McGregor knocking a guy down, giving him a knee in the back. Looked like he was giving him a punch in back of the head. It looked like he was doing some MMA mixed with boxing type rules where he was just ragdolling this guy. I don't know who he was, but one thing that really raised my eyebrow was the same thing that my man Janelle was talking about. Was why the fuck was Joe Cortez in there? Why do you have a referee in uniform in sparring? That make no sense to me. Like, you know, maybe Connor's got money enough to, you know, bring a guy like that into his sparring camp and, you know, just to try to solidify things going forward. But, man, um, you know, we can't really uh, – for myself moving forward with this fight, there's no doubt in my mind of what's going to happen. And the only thing that that kind of questions me is about the smoke in the air. I don't know if you guys heard about Floyd Mayweather trademarking 49-1. and one. Um a lot of people would say, would raise an eyebrow and think conspiracy to that. Myself, I just look at it as covering your bases as smart as you possibly can. And Floyd Mayweather is a smart businessman. Um, you know, if something does happen, you know, uh, a, a lucky punch, one of the few to come out of nowhere that he's never seen in his whole career that could ruin everything. Um, shit, might as well make money off it if it happens. Uh, but... <laughs> Janelle, what did you think about that sparring session that was happening with uh, Joe Cortez referee in there? Like it was really going on. I mean, I mean, I mean that was fake shit. That was fake shit, obviously. I mean, I wasn't buying that that it was it was anything uh, real. No, I mean, uh, but people are buying into it. It's like how people are buying to the fact this whole Conor McGregor is going to give Floyd a fight. 
I mean, that's just the whole beauty of marketing is, is, is what's going on with those two. Uh, but see, what's going to happen with this, though, is that Dana White's going to regret letting Conor McGregor go into boxing and boxing Floyd because after this fight, I'm going to get a boxing lesson, yes. But if you think about it, he's going to make more money in this one match from Floyd than every MMA fighter in the UFC whoa, whoa, combined whoa, whoa, whoa. made throughout their whole entire career. Uh-oh. That's, hey, Janelle, my man. That's my man, Listen, listen, listen. Listen. And then after this fight, Conor McGregor is going to feel like he's bigger than the UFC. He's bigger than the brand. It's like how Floyd feel like he's bigger than boxing. Oh, and yeah. In a way, it was kind oh, of yeah. uh, uh, hurtful to boxing in a way. And that's going to happen with the, with the UFC. Uh, Conor's going to request for more money. And I, I got a... Um... I got a call for you coming in right now, live and hot, that I think a lot of people might know about when it comes to the certain criticism of one Adrian Broner, and especially one man who probably expects some full credit given when he talked about the $2 million or the $2 million pay-per-view buys coming as a minimum from the fight we're speaking on right now. My man D. Will, I think we got somebody coming on from the Pacific Northwest, right? Yeah, what's up, man? Um, oh, man. You know, uh, this is, you already know who this is, but, you know, um, oh, thanks for man. trying to make this whole, you know, <laughs> grand arrival, which I appreciate, but that's not what I'm really looking for. You know, I'm just a retired, washed-up, former boxing podcast contributor. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm just calling, calling in just because uh, – you know, uh, I just, you know, after years of um, what I call harassment, disrespect, oh, questioning man. my knowledge, <laughs> things like that, you know, um, I think everything has come full, full circle when it came to Adrian Broner and my assessment of him, which was no boxing skills. And um, it's a shame that it took three fights for people. I mean, really, it's three losses, but that's just three losses on the record. Um, we could talk about the other fights, or you guys can talk about it. I ain't going to talk about it. But, um, no, I just called in because uh, uh, I just wanted to get my apology. Um, apology? Apology for what? <laughs> You're on an apology. Hey. Apology for what, my man? Man, for 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 thinking that, well, it's it. You should apologize. You should apologize to me. You should apologize to Mexico, and you should apologize to Mikey Garcia. That's three right there. Reason being, I mean, I I, I got some suggestions and some advice for y'all. If you want to make a pick over race, if you want to make picks based off race, cool, but never put your money on anything. Sporting rise or anything when it comes to race related only, because you will be humbled, and a lot of people were humbled last night. You know, people see a black guy from the Midwest, fast hands, and assume that he's fucking skilled. And I tried to tell people for a while, and nobody wanted to listen to me. Thought I was just hating on another black man and all this other nonsense. But the truth is, is he just ain't that good, man. He's just a sea level fighter, man. You know. People thought C meant that he was great because most people don't know their alphabets. They thought C was before B and A. So they thought that was good. But reality, no. 
No. Average at best. We got our box. Average at best. When he wanted to. And ha- I and I haven't really seen a um. I haven't seen a black fighter or athletic fighter. Doesn't mean, he doesn't necessarily need to be black, but I haven't seen an athletic fighter look so uncomfortable trying to be athletic in Broner. Like, when he started off the fight trying to move around and pop the jab, i never seen a fighter like that look so uncomfortable doing it. And he was losing. He started losing. Then he said, all right, let me go back to my bullying. And it still didn't work. And, you know, he lost. Easy work fight. Like I expected. I didn't think he was going to get knocked out. I think that's a little disrespectful to say the guy's going to get knocked out. But, yeah, I knew it was going to be an easy work, and that's what happened. And uh, if, I, if, I, if I had to suggest something for him, um, if you want to fight the way you usually fight, which is the bullying style, I would suggest ship your ass up to um, Big Bear and learn from Abel Sanchez because he's gotten far with the European version or the Kazakhstanian version of Adrian Broner, which is Golovkin. So if he wants to get better at that, Go up there and then you'll get better. And I'm not I'm not clowning here. I'm just saying. I mean, same same type of dudes, man. They come forward. They think they're strong. When they can't impose their strength, they don't have a plan B. But they're very successful at imposing their strength and all that. But when you when you put it on them, you show them some versatility, some skills, some movement, all that. Then it, they flustered. You know what I'm saying? So that would be my suggestion. But yeah, I just I just look. You know, I just want to look for an apology. I mean, it's I think I heard Janelle on the line or something. Hey, Janelle, can I get my apology, man? Oh, man. So, the ambassador of the cell block. Hello? What you got to say, on? Who is this? Ah, exactly. <laughs> Hello? Oh, man. Is Willa on the line still? Is my man Willa? Yeah. Is, is, yeah. Hey, Willa, can I get my apology? Okay, yeah, come on with this bullshit, man. It's hey, man, crazy. I, I mean, okay, okay, I'll be, look, I'm not that self-centered. Oh, man. I'm not so, I'm not so into that. Can you at least give Mexico and Mikey Garcia an apology? At least. Can yeah. you do that? He's asking you, Will. He ain't asking me for that. No, I'm, you're next. You're just, I'm going to. <laughs> he said you next. <laughs> Yo, unbelievable. This is crazy. This guy. <laughs> so none of y'all going to at least give apology to? Okay, just come on, just give it to Mexico. Come on, you doubted Mexico. For what? He ain't even no guy. You thought Mexico couldn't box? Man, Leo Santa Cruz is like a real Mexican fighter. Like, I mean, he actually sounds like a fighter from Mexico. Mikey Garcia. If you talk to him on the phone, you would think you're talking to an American representative, AT and T, or something like that. Come on. So now. is that an apology or not? And what what is that in the background, man? Yeah, but yeah, I I just came on for an apology. Like I said, I'm just a I'm retired and I'm washed up, so I'm just looking for an apology, and uh, hopefully you guys will man up and do it, man. Because y'all talked a lot of stuff. You guys been saying things about me for years, saying I don't know boxing. Adrian Broner has skills. Adrian Broner has potential. He's the next Floyd. So, and I took it. I took it on the chin, sped it out. No problem. It's not a big deal. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. It's not a big deal. But I just want I just want the apology because I took a lot of years of this. And I came out on top like I usually do. 
Will it, man? All right. Nigga, <laughs> but all right, y'all. Fine, I'm out. Look, I just, man. I just. But uh, hopefully, y'all give out an apology. All right. Yeah, I'm out. No doubt, man. We'll holler at you later, my man. God damn, this guy just came and put a a a, a bump in the road. He was a, a a jackknife in the middle of the chain. All that shit in one. Talking about coming on here for apologies, Willa, on the on the outside of the boxing podcast, coming to us talking about apologies one by one. You would think this guy's the principal of a school, looking to get teachers in line or something like that. Apologies, I, I, you know, the funny thing about it is, I don't recall me, Janelle, Willa, or anybody talking about Floyd Mayweather, or excuse me, Adrian Broner as the next Floyd Mayweather. I don't think we ever said any of that. I mean, I think my man's feeling himself and getting a little bit too far ahead right now. Any comments on that, Willa? Yeah, my bad, man. That. Hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Simon, Simon made a uh, made a, a good pick. Um, he, you know, I, he, he, he was he was saying stuff that's not true. Nobody said that uh, that that he was uh, going to be the next Floyd, like he said. Nobody really, you know, we really weren't. You know, we were just showing Broner love. I, he, 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 Broner is still has potential. He's still a young guy. He still has potential. He just might never, uh, nothing would ever come of it, you know. Uh, much love to sign for calling the show, but he gets no apology here. I have nothing to apologize for. I wasn't boxing, you know. And I never disrespected Mikey Garcia. <laughs> Mikey Garcia is one of my guys. I just thought he, I thought he was going to lose. You know, so it is what it is on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I know that Mikey Garcia was one of your guys. That's why I don't know if, like, you were keeping in contact with him and kind of telling him that A.B.'s going to whoop his ass or whatever, whatever. So for him to come on and ask for a, a public apology from all three of us, I don't understand that. Like, I get it. He's been saying Broner's had no skills for years now. And to say that he has no skills whatsoever, I mean, you would think that, Seattle Sign was speaking from Floyd Mayweather's shoes or something like that, which we all know that he's a Floyd Mayweather fan. So, uh, hey, you know, um, Janelle, what do you think about this madman calling and demanding something like an apology from all of us right now? Man, his ego is bigger than the Empire State Building. Whenever he gets something correct as far as a <laughs> prediction, I mean, man, he's, I mean, he's like the cloud is his sofa, man. <laughs> he comes and asks for apologies and shit. I'm like, damn, I sent you the money I owed you already. I mean, goddamn, what else you want, man? I mean, he won the bet. He got the money. Sent the exact night, you know. But damn, apology? Come on, dog. Apology. How many questions? He's talking about apology and no skills and all that shit. Like, man, this guy's staying consistent with whatever the fucking... He's got to be the only Neanderthal driving the fucking... The, the bus he's riding in right now because he's been saying this shit for a long time. Not, I don't necessarily agree with no skills because that's just foolery to me. No professional but, boxer has no skills. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, you're a professional boxer for a reason. And we have, I, I, I mean, they have skills. I mean, I'm throwing combination is a skill. That's not just something you wake up and just throw a combination. That's a skill. And since guy has no skills, I mean, that's just like pushing it like way too much. 
I mean, the guy he fought just has more skills. You know, what I mean, he just fought a, you know, I mean, he had more disciplined game plan. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. How did you guys feel about, you know, we've been talking about this whole Bronner situation for a while. How did you guys feel about uh, the Charlo brother that went in there? And, uh, you know, to me it looked like, um, god damn, you want to rank this guy ahead of uh, of Mont Charlo that was getting ready to go for uh, a WBC uh, uh, mandatory coming forward. Well, if we know that, we know that Canelo Alvarez does not deal with the WBC. He has a problem with the WBC because they made him drop that strap when he did not agree to the terms of fighting Triple G. And when you got the Charlo man coming through, the way he did work last night, I mean, I was surprised that my man's even got out from the first round, second round, third round. These Charlo brothers are going to be double trouble for the for, for the middleweight division. I mean, how, how did you guys feel about that performance by Maul yesterday? And then, obviously, Mel got in some beef last night with, with Demetrius Andre. And it seems like, man, there's a whole lot of beef. There's a whole lot of business coming up with the newcomers in the 160-pound division with the double trouble of the twins of the Charlo brothers. What did you guys think about that undercard fight yesterday? Hey, man, Charlo. He fought a guy that looked like he came in there with the ACL, uh, a torn ACL. I don't know what's my name, man's name, Hyman or Hillman or something like that. Some Hispanic guy. I thought he was German with that name. Um, he came in there. His ACL was already torn. It looked like he just was in there to get beat up. He must have had somebody that he owed money to or something where he couldn't have postponed this fight because, I don't know, his left leg, he was done before. He just got hit, and it's like he couldn't put no – Nothing on his left leg, and then he just left. Uh, I don't know. I think he Charles just needed Hanley. that money. But Charles Hanley. Yeah. Hey, yeah. That, I guess that um, Charlo was uh, putting good work in, but you know that wasn't anything. He was fighting a guy that was already uh, that was already hurt. It looked bad, man. It looked like he was fighting a disabled person. Yeah, it really did look like he was fighting almost a special ed type boxer or something like the the champion of all special ed fighters. This dude was like, his footworks were ridiculous. He couldn't bend his knee, man. He had to look like telling you, he looked like he had a torn ACL already. He just needed that money. He needed that little probably two hundred. Oh man, if you're in his position, Will, are you going to call off the fight or are you going to fight? Are you going to go under? Gimping like that against a guy like Lions Only and uh, Maul Charlo. Does he get a pass for showing up the way he did, or should he have taken the time off and maybe get a sub? For him? <laughs> hey, you never. You, I can't tell what's going on in a man's life. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know where he was at a, at this time in his life. There's times in my life where I probably would have took the money. There's times in my life where hey, I can I could probably chill right now and uh, and give a better fight. You know so. I'm, you know, I'm not going to judge the guy. He went out there. He'll never, you know, he gave up his chance. This was his one chance. So whatever it is going on, you know, hopefully it's worth it because he gave it up, you know, his only chance, you know. So I'm not going to judge him on that. That was just easy work. Uh, it was an easy work night. Uh, Big Baby Miller, he, your boy. Now, what wasn't easy work was your boy Big Baby Miller. Going, uh-oh, uh-oh. I think, did he go all 12 with Washington? No, he man, go, he oh, stopped well, the ball. The referee, the referee cut it out. The referee oh, no, cut no, no, it out, no, no, he did. That's right. That's right at about the eighth, baby. It was, he was going life or death with Joe Washington. He even got hurt a few Washington times. Washington wasn't doing Big nothing, baby. man. He, 
He wasn't doing shit. Hey, 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 hey. hey that was sort of weak, dog. That was on YouTube. That was a YouTube fight, dog. He's a YouTube. That's sensation. a three hundred pound problem right there, my man. That's a three hundred pound big man in there. That's you know, hey, he's he, he's there. And big baby's gonna be a problem forever. He's talking about getting a wilder fight. He wants to get the best guys in there. That's why I like Jarrell Miller. Shout out to Big Baby for beating the shit out of Gerald Washington yesterday, which is Gerald Washington, a cool dude, hats off, you know, former Navy man. Got to give him props for all that. But what is it? Like, Willa, I don't understand. Why don't you like Jarrell Big Baby Miller? What is it? Is it, is it the nickname that bothers you? I know the nickname Big Baby. I love that. for guys like Glenn Davis or something, you know. I, I don't know. Talk to me. I don't know what it is, dog. I just don't – I don't like what he's doing, dog. He's beating bums, dog. He's not really – he, I don't know. He's not exciting. What he's doing out there isn't exciting. Uh, he's a big old fat, fat guy, short. I think he almost <laughs> like three hundred pounds. That's crazy, dog. So you know, I just, uh, you know, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna hate him, but I'm just not really. I know that's your guy, so you know, I don't know if you feel about him like you feel about him. <laughs> Chicken say mostly, but I know this is one of your guys. Oh and man! So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna watch back and see. What's up, you know? Yo. You know. But shout out to Charlo for the easy work, though. It was an easy work weekend, even in the MMG world. Oh, man, did you see that? I don't know if you said, like, honestly, I didn't watch it live, but I did see, uh, we talked about this on the Will and Wilt show earlier this week about Daniel Cormier. You know, we're switching it up a little bit. I know this is a boxing podcast, but we are all in the fight world. And how do you feel, Willa, about a man crying after a, a loss, you know, we've seen it with Tim Tebow against Alabama in the SEC championship game, which has gone meme worldwide when it did happen because Florida Gators were untouchable at that time. How do you feel about a man crying the way that D.C. was crying like a little bitch yesterday at the end of his fight? This is, this is a fight game. In football, it's a teamwork. But when it's a fight game, you only got yourself to blame. And for what I was looking up on, I, I felt like D.C. was winning the first two rounds and then got caught with a head kick and then got fucked up by my man, John Coke Jones. What do you feel about a guy crying at the end of a fight, Willow? I mean, what if Adrian Brown was crying last night after his fight? Shit, man. Hey, it's a it's an emotional game, man. I, I'm not, you know, he got knocked out. I'm sure he felt, he, he felt, he felt bad, man. So a man crying on TV, I'm really not going to just shoot slugs at Cormier like that. Um, <laughs> he got knocked out. Thought he went to sleep. He thought, you know, they said, you know, I didn't watch it at all, but I saw the the end. Really, I thought that was the first round, so I didn't even know he was winning. I just saw the little ending. Um, right, right. That shit was, uh, yeah, you know, kicked him, knocked him out. That shit was crazy. He was crying. That was crazy. But you know, hey, he put his his all <laughs> into it. Now he knows that he's the number two guy. Though that's probably a, a horrible feeling, man, to just know that you're that number two guy. And there's nothing you could do about it because he said it. Hey, there's no rivalry. If you win two of them, there's no rivalry, dog. Any uh, rivalry. And then he went on and started crying again. So I'm pretty sure they had him on suicide watch <laughs> last night. Uh, he was. Hey, I'm sure he gave it his all, dog, and he couldn't do it. Came up short. Sleep. Mm-mm-mm. Another MM gayer bites the dust. <laughs> Oh, man. I felt so awkward watching that shit yesterday. You know, John Jones giving so much credit to a guy afterwards and hoping to aspire to be like a man of one Daniel Cormier who was crying at the end. I felt bad for the guy, you know, but at the same time, there's no crying in sports, man. Like, 
Ah, you know, uh, man, that was terrible. Uh, it was something that was kind of trending this morning. There was uh, internet memes galore. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if, if Janelle's here, I know Janelle is in the MMA game, and I know – I don't know how you feel about that. For me, I understand, Willie, you're a, a fun-loving man. You're a, a man with morals and standards, and I know you're gonna not going to kick somebody when they're down such as Daniel Cormier. And I told you on the Will and Wood show that I like Daniel Cormier. He was doing the heel persona, uh, WWE type shit, where he was like bad guy in it. And for him to go out the way he did, just crying, you know, that kind of, oh, man, that rubbed me the wrong way. It reminded me of when Brandon Rios got knocked the fuck out by Tim Bradley and he started crying afterwards. There ain't no crying in the fight game, my man. If you're crying in the fight game, it's time to, you know, it's time to put in your retirement and shit. I don't know uh, if, if we got... My man, dear, if we got Janelle here, I I, I got to hear something about it, though, man, about crying towards the end. Talk to me. Well, I mean, you got to uh, note, I mean, these two guys have a real disdain for one another. I mean, you lose to a guy that you're talking to the whole world about how you're going to smash him. It's going to be so easily. You're going to do this and do that, and, and then he knocks you out. I mean, you're overwhelmed with emotion. I mean, that's just basically what it is. I mean, yeah, it makes you look soft, but honestly, I see other sports crying and, lost, and losses also. Oh, when the Lakers lost to Boston back in the 80s, the, the, the whole Lakers team was in the back room crying. I, mean, I was a little kid watching TV, and they showed them all crying, literally crying. A bunch of grown men crying like crazy. I mean, I mean, it happens. It don't happen too often, but it happens, you know. I mean, I've never cried at a loss, but it's just, hey, I'm just, I mean, it's a lot of – there's a lot at stake here, man. It's legacies on the how'd line. How'd you feel about how you feel about that fight with Cormier and, and Jones coming on the second one? Because I, I I spoke about it on the Will and Will. Well, I felt like it was going to go the I same way. Cormier I felt like it was the same way. Even though Daniel Cormier went all five rounds in the first fight, that's why he got knocked out basically because again he was more open. But I mean, he still put up more of an effort in this fight. You know what I mean, I enjoyed the fight while it lasted. I mean, Jones, uh, John Jones showed a real good chick. He took some serious overhand uh, right hands from Cormier. And Cormier's a very heavy-handed guy. I remember one time I always said about how Jones, how once he gets hit, he's going to crumble. But I think that this was years ago after that. But, but, but I think that back for sure because he took some hard shots from Cormier. And he just stayed in there, man. He just smirked it off and got right back in there. I mean, a lot of props to him. The only way I see him losing is unless he goes heavyweight. I don't see him losing that 205. I really don't think anybody in that division is going to stop one thing we were talking about on the Willow and Whip show last week was uh, somebody that John Jones was calling out last night, talking about Brock Lesnar. What do you think about that, Janelle? Because, I mean, you're, you're, you're advanced on well, us when it comes to the MMA game. I mean, skill-wise, John Jones definitely got him. Because all, all, all Brock Lesnar is size, strength, and he has wrestling skills. But he, he doesn't have a chin. I, 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 he's so punched at him, he goes running like he's looking like a fucking grade school kid. And, I mean, literally, he never, he never <laughs> But it's like... That's a lot of size he's giving up, man. This guy's like, damn, they what? Pounds heavier than you. That's a lot of size, man. And John Jones got some pretty scrawny legs. It's like, if Brock Lesnar check those kicks, he's definitely breaking uh, uh, John Jones' leg easily because he has some very skinny legs for heavyweight. And uh, how, how tall is John Lesnar, Jones, my man? He's six four. He's six four. Oh, so him and Brock gonna be but, looking about eye to eye, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Brock has that mass. He's got that mass. Uh, hopefully he's off the juice. But uh, on that size and strength, man, if, if he can stop Brock's takedowns, then, again, he definitely wins this fight. 
but it's all about stopping those takedowns. Because if Brock gets on the floor, I mean, that ground, that's a lot of weight against you. That's a lot of different weight against you. That's like 40, 50 pounds against you right there. I mean, that's a lot of size, man. No, yeah, that's more. Like, honestly, like, uh, you know, uh, I think about it like I don't see how it, any way that Brock Lesnar can win a fight with John Jones. I, I, we've seen the way he looked when a guy like, uh, um, what's my man's name? Um, Overeem? No, no, not Overeem. Overeem? Uh, Cain Velasquez. Well, Velasquez gave him some work when he was giving him some shots. Well, but keep in mind, uh, uh, keep in mind, those guys are huge. Those guys are fucking huge, man. And those guys are big awesome. And John Jones is pretty, he's pretty scrawny. I mean, look at his, his frame, right, his legs. Right. He's, he's a pretty scrawny dude. And again, um, is his power going to be as effective against a guy like Lesnar who could absorb more than the guys that he's been hitting at two or five? And I'm sure you know this more. I'm sure you know this more than us. Like John Jones is not known as a knockout artist. The way he finished Cormier last night was what his first knockout in how long? Well, well, that he breaks guys down is what he does. He breaks them down. He's like how Hopkins was in his prime. He will take away your strengths, expose your weaknesses, and then he'll finish you off. And, 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 I mean, he's not a definitely one-punch knockout partner like Rumble Johnson is. But um, I mean, the guy will break you down. He will break you down. Is that a heavyweight? Now, that's the question there. I mean, Lesnar, I mean, would he affect Lesnar with those leg kicks or those elbows the way he just got at 205? Of course, Lesnar will be able to take more because he's like, he's just so much bigger. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'll definitely tune in. I mean, it'll be a lot of money because Brock Lesnar has a big following, and 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 John right. Jones is the most is is the goat right now of MMA. I give him the greatest right, of all right, time right. stature. Yeah. MMA. Do you, uh, what do you give What do you give Brock Lesnar's performance in his last fight in MMA against uh, who was it Mark Hunt, where it was just kind of uh, what do you grade that it's all guy takedown. coming? It's all him. It's all him going for takedown. That's that's just his game. He has to take you down. If he don't take you down, he's not going to win the fight. So it's like. If he can take John Jones down, man, I give him a chance. If he can get him down, I mean, because that's a lot of size against you, man. That's a lot of size and strength you're giving up. But again, I mean, John Jones, and, and keep in mind, going heavyweight is extra weight on you. So of course, I can't carry that weight distance. Guys on top of you and, and just weighing you down. That's a big question. That's a big question, Mark. Oh shit! I don't know how we turned down this road, but it was just kind of a. It was a fight weekend. Well, you know, I I I'm, I I keep a pulse on on all the fight the fight game, and also I'm a I'm a Daniel Cormier fan. I like the guy. I feel like when it comes to to the sport in itself, he's one of those guys who is a blue collar type fighter who does everything right. You're not gonna catch him on the bad end of of uh, publicity coming from TMZ or anything like that. I feel like he's one of those good guys of the sport, but for whatever reason, the fans never embraced him in UFC. And they're cheering a guy like Jones, who's been uh, almost like a Johnny Manziel uh, of the UFC as far as his legal allegations that's been going on. But it was one of those fights yesterday where it just kind of finished the way it finished. And I felt like DC, you know, even Joe Rogan apologized today for interviewing him after getting knocked out. It's hard to interview somebody after getting knocked out because you don't know where their head's at and what kind of things they're going to say. And it was just... You know, it was just a bad, a bad, a bad look for Daniel Cormier. Uh, they had a lot of beef going up into this fight, and you know, uh, I got to give credit to John Jones because I gave him a whole lot of shit for being a corny dude when it comes to him being on the mic. But for him to give the respect that he gave to Daniel Cormier after that fight, 
Ah, uh, man, you know, it's hard to hate on somebody like that. You know, he could have easily been like, look at this fucking crybaby or something like that. But instead, he's talking about he aspires to be a man that he is and a family man that he is and moving forward. And, you know, I got to give credit to a guy like that, whether I agree with it or not, from coming from the standpoint of what I would have did uh, in the same position. So I got to give John Jones a whole lot of credit for that. That was a that was a, a class act by my man that I've never been a fan of. I don't know how you feel about John Jones. Janelle, but that was a, a class act, first class at that. Hey, um, hey, RC, we go, we on that on that ten minute mark. So before before we end, we should talk about that uh, Lomachenko fight and that uh, and uh, your girl Shields headlining the fight on uh, Friday. Well, you know, my girl Shields. Okay, well, if this is my girl Shields, I, don't, I mean, you know, um, <clears throat> Lomachenko's a guy that. I think gets a little bit too much respect. That's just my personal opinion. I felt like being a guy who considers yourself being in the matrix when you couldn't even beat Orlando Salido. I think that's to me that's that's over that's that's just being a, a, a fool of yourself. And there's guys out there that are full of themselves. We all know who they are. I don't. I look at Lomachenko as a really good fighter. Really, really good fighter. Do I think he beats guys like Guillermo Ringendale? No. But for him to be so full of himself and to think that he's in a matrix, um, he got to prove it to me. You know, um, he's obviously one of Bob Arum's sheep, and he's going to do whatever the Bob father says. So I don't want to sound too salty about the guy, but as far as I'm concerned, the way he is, he's just one of those guys who's got to show it to me. You already show you already showed me in the big time against the leader and you lost. Whether you want to cookie cut it and sugarcoat it as much as you did about being low blows, hey man, everybody gets low blows. You gotta adjust to that shit. So I don't know how you guys feel about Lomachenko, but that's just me. To me, to the boxing world, he's he's uh, the golden boy right now. Besides Canelo, I mean, people put him at number one pound for pound when the motherfucker ain't even got fifteen fights under his belt. For me though. He's got a lot to show to me. I don't know how you feel about it, Will or Janelle. What do you guys think about Lomachenko? Or right. am I just being too salty? Well, Lomachenko, well, Lomach- well hey, hold on, Janelle. Hold on, Janelle. Well, Lomachenko is about to fight um, Miguel Mariagi. I don't know how to pronounce his name for the uh, WBO. I believe the WBO uh, featherweight title. Yeah, w- WBO super super featherweight title. So. um He's fighting this guy. This guy just came out of loss, came off a of loss. There's many other fights that Lomachenko could be fighting, but he's fighting a guy that who, who just came off a of loss uh, for a belt. You know, uh, he's starting to wear me thin. Lomachenko is really, I think he is the real deal. I think there's fighters that can beat him, but that's not saying that he isn't the real deal. But I think he is the real deal, but he's starting to wear me thin, talking noise about ringing down, but not wanting to fight him, you know. Uh, just talking a lot of noise and not fighting the big dogs and having the L to Salido, who Mikey Garcia beat. Uh, so you know, um, yeah, I, I I don't uh I I believe that you're you're on the right track with uh, Lomachenko. I can see where you're getting your hatred from and how you're saying he's getting that little boost. Uh, we all know why he's getting that boost, but he is the real deal. But he's fighting the bum. I want to see him fight fight uh, better guys than this guy. And Janelle, how you feeling about my man? Well, 
Um, I like him. I mean, he creates angles better than anybody in combat sports. He has great skills. I mean, definitely give him credit. I mean, I don't think he's a hype job because, again, he beat solid guys, made him look amateurish, like in Walters, who was pretty much going to win that fight, but I didn't think he was going to blow him out the water like that. Um, that was a definitely eye-opener. But it's like um, a rigging now. Uh, I think Lomachenko actually wants to fight, but I don't think Bob Aram is going to allow it. Ringing out already spoiled one of his cash cows from years ago in Donero. And, and I think Bob Aram still had animosity towards Ringing out for that. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. You might be he right. Lived, he literally cost him millions, like millions without a drink for that investment. Um, that was next to many Pacquiao's. It was promoting him. I'm not from the Philippines. Uh, he's a knockout artist. And those promoting that the Pacquiao retires, he's going to be the man in the Philippines and a lot of this, a lot of that. And then, and then Rick and Dow just boxed his ears off. And uh, Bob Arum keep Rick and Dow away from his fighters. I think Lomachenko wants to fight. I don't think he wants to duck uh, Rick and Dow. I think he really wants it. But Bob Arum is not going to allow it. It, it. It's just not happening. So, I mean, um, those are arguably two of the top three most skillful guys in boxing. I mean, I would love to see it. It will be a lot at stake. A very significant fight. I think both fighters want it. But Bob Arum... Trust me, he's gonna stand away at that fight. He's like, I mean, I mean, he literally probably, right. he probably hates freaking out. He probably hates freaking out what he did to Lomachenko. Oh, he definitely did to Adenero a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, literally yeah. hate him. I mean, because after that fight, I'm, I, I mean, Adenero just went downhill after that. I mean, he just, he just exposed him. It's like, I don't think Bob Adams is gonna, is gonna take a risk. He's not taking that risk. Oh Trust yeah, me. yeah, yeah. No doubt. I feel, it. I feel it. And you know, man. Um, but, shit, we covered a whole lot today, man. We covered. I would love to. I would love to see Lomachenko and Mikey Garcia. I would love to see it because that's one time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Called out. Uh, um, called out uh, 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 Garcia and Garcia said he wants to fight also. So I would love to see that fight. It would be. A, I think it would be very entertaining. I think both guys would bring the fire, unlike what we saw last night. I don't think I'd be disappointed for me with fighting. I think that'd be a very big fight in boxing and. And a pretty, and a spot for arguably the top two or three on the power battle list. So it's a lot of significance, I think. I would love to see it. That's one of those fights that they were talking about leading up towards after the Broner fight with uh, Mikey Garcia and Lomachenko. And I hope to see that one too, man. I'm right there with you. Um, you know, we're coming up on the final minutes over here at the uh, Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. We covered a whole lot. You know, we're talking about uh, Willa brought up Clarissa Shields. She's going to be fighting Nikki Adler. A uh, 16-0 and 0 woman that's been um, out the kitchen and I'm done with babysitting. And, um, you know, uh, if anybody's been watching Carissa Shields, uh, especially with her sparring session, where we kind of expected Garcia Broner to look like with, uh, with Chris Cyborg. Man, Carissa Shields definitely has got that juice to make it happen, and uh, that's a fight that's coming up on the 4th next month. Um, a whole lot of things coming up, man. Coming up soon, uh, the, the the boxing treats will continue to come through. We got football coming back on on Friday, and it's just like the sports world is picking up most definitely. If we had to cover some of uh, what was the summer fight to be this week, uh, I know we had a little bit of a curveball with a guy calling from the Pacific Northwest talk about he wants apologies from one, two, and three. You get none of that here, my man. It is what it is. Um, you've been on a crazy train, and and uh, that's. You know, uh, I, I, get, I tip my hat to you continuously saying that Adrian Broner has no skills. But, however, when you say that a man has no skills, it's just foolery. We understand that it's hate. 
maybe the girl that Seattle signed is probably trying to put a ring on has Adrian Bronner as her man crush Monday or something like that. Who knows? I have no idea, but uh, I'm just saying that speaking for myself, speaking for D from the 843, my man D. Willow Wilson coming from Houston, Texas, Janelle, I mean the ambassador of the cell block, um, my man ETF coming from South Florida. I will be there in November, need I mind you, for my birthday, back out home in Miami and uh, turning up for the U versus Notre Dame game. Um, I will be out in San Francisco coming tomorrow, and I will be out in Los Angeles, California, following week on Saturday if uh, Jacob want to talk to me and have a drink about this whole thing that's going on. Um, it's going to keep coming, man. We are pushing forward and we're getting the base growing. And this is the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. I want to thank all my boys for coming through. I mean, we couldn't have done this shit without none of you guys, man. And we're moving forward. One ship is sinking and the other one is moving forward. And I'll tell you what, right now, me and Willow, we're bringing it with these tag team championship straps and the Outsiders of Boxing Podcast. We out. We'll be back next week, man. Mama, I love you. P.O.P. All the time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.